Welcome to the CXR channel, our premier podcast for talent acquisition and talent management. Listen in as the CXR community discusses a wide range of topics focused on attracting, engaging, and retaining the best talent. We're glad you're here. So we're now recording, and this is Jerry Crispin from Kirk Crossroads, and I am with Marin Hogan. Hello. Uh, from Red Branch Media. Is yeah. that right? Did I get that right? I did say that right. <laughs> That's fabulous. And and for the next few minutes, uh, we want to talk a little bit about recruiters recruiting recruiters. But uh, you know, before we start, I would love for you, Marin, to just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're about, sort of pre-COVID maybe, and maybe a little bit of what you're in the middle of right now. Yeah. So um, I've been in this space, you're in my space, the the people space, I guess, for lack of a better term, for about 12 or 13 years now. It was something that, of course, like anybody, I was entirely new to when I came, came aboard. I had a lot of questions and a lot of people such as yourself uh, were very kind and gracious and helped me get my feet under me. So I had a series of marketing and community-based, not community-based, but community management gigs with various talent startups and communities. And I sort of parlayed that into uh, a consulting firm, which was Red Branch Media. And when Red Branch Media started, it was just me. And now it's grown to uh, as as much as 35. And <laughs> it's obviously um, contracted a bit since the, all of this happened. But Boeing takes place or, yeah. or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we work with HR um, and recruiting tech and services. So basically anybody who's selling into the HR function or the, the finance function or operations, we tend to work with people like that. We also do have a very small... A piece of business that's employer branding and recruitment marketing, essentially applying the marketing tactics that we use to sell software services, et cetera, to selling the employment experience at various companies. And we build a lot of career sites and things like that. So that's essentially who I am. Um, my days consist of running that and <laughs> um, putting into practice all of the HR and leadership things I've been writing about for the last decade. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much me. Now, after this, I've, it hasn't changed all that much, um, except for I've gotten the opportunity to finally work with you. Well, it, that is true. Uh, and it has been the first time that we've we've had a chance to to kind of work together. And I think that's been so cool. And I told you before, I just... I just love uh, watching you operate. I have heard of how you work. And <laughs> so I know a number of folks who are clients of yours and they all rave about you. And so I think you're you're in a, a neat place where you're doing things that I think you're passionate about. And I think that that's uh, that's very addictive to the people who are, you know, your employees and and your clients who you work with. But uh, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed watching uh, Red Branch Media grow. So it's kind of cool from my perspective. Yeah, I'm really lucky to get to work on things that I enjoy. And my team, um, through my enthusiasm, my team and my clients also can learn to like really um, get behind some of these things because it can feel boring at first, but it's certainly not. It's one of those things that is always changing. So how did you get involved with recruiters recruiting recruiters as? Yeah, so uh uh, Chris and myself, Chris Hoyt, um, have always wanted to work together and the time just has never been right to do it. So he just, I think he Facebook messaged me or Google messaged me and was like, hey, do you want to change the world? Like, Whoa, okay, sure. Who would say no to that, right? 
so we got, we jumped on the phone. He outlined um, the sketch of recruiters, recruiting recruiters, which is exactly what the name uh, sounds like. Um, basically helping all of our colleagues either find jobs or find recruiters for jobs that they had open. Uh, because as, as we know, some businesses have, you know, contracted hiring and even had to furlough people and lay them off. And others have had to ramp up hiring because of increased demand. So once I sort of said, yes, I would love to be the marketing and communications arm of this initiative. We were off and running. I think it was an hour and a half later that I was on a call with yourself and Kevin and Roy and and many other people that I'm sure I'm going to forget to mention. And we started sort of sketching out what this would look like, what was needed from each person, technical perspective, marketing perspective, community management, um, and then as, as usual, um, you were definitely the, the advocate for candidates there and making sure that we help all of the people involved to a much higher standard. So that's how I got involved. I think, uh, you know, I think one of the things that I've enjoyed in the conversations that we had is that, uh, and I know I, I hear you saying I was the, you know, kind of pushing the issue around candidate, but, and I've always have been, I mean, for a long, long time, but this time, the, the incentives came probably in one of the meetings just before you joined us, where the employers were the ones basically saying, I don't want to send my furloughed people to a place where they're not going to be treated well. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, that, that struck my <laughs> a spot that, that's pretty soft from my perspective. And, uh, and then the issue is, you know, how do we define that? And you were right there at the beginning of that conversation where, you know, we've got to be able to do something that's uh, usable, that's measurable, um, that allows for us to be able to defend the fact that uh, people can, can buy into a code of conduct. So that's kind of cool from that point of view. Yeah, I think one of the biggest issues for employers right now, and and I say this, like I said, from my limited view of working with various companies on employer brand is nobody wants to do this, right? I, I can see that from an employer brand perspective, and I can see it from the owner of a company perspective. Nobody wants to furlough or lay off their workers or reduce their pay or whatever it is. Um, it's a really crummy situation in a in a world filled with really crummy situations. So if if we can help make them feel a little bit more comfortable um, saying, hey, we're going to take care of them. We're going to do anything that we can to make sure that everybody does adhere to this code of conduct so that they can at least be assured um, an experience that's filled with dignity and responsiveness and the things that we should all be aspiring to. Uh, I spoke with Vadim from ERE and he said uh, something similar. He's like, well, shouldn't everybody be doing this? And I was like, yes, but we're not all individual islands. Often the things that we want to do and the things that we're able to do within a corporate structure are not aligned. But that's what's so amazing about this is that not only have we gotten these companies to align their interests very quickly and tragedies will do that to people, um, but we've also gotten a lot of HR tech vendors who were previously competitors to say, you know what, that doesn't even matter. Let's focus on this. Let's move this forward. Um, And everybody just pushed and we'll eventually reach our goal uh, much faster together than we would if we were continuing to sort of, you know, bicker in any sort of sense of the word. This is uh, an interesting time to be able to experiment. There's, There's a lot of willingness to try different things, some of which obviously will work and some won't. 
So this is an experiment too, as to whether or not it's attractive as a, as a site where perhaps we're not claiming that we have the most jobs in the world. Yeah. Um, and in fact, we have a, a, a finite number of them, 300 and growing or a few hundred and growing. And as new em, uh, employers come on board, um, we'll be able to see if we can add a few more. And eventually, you know, hopefully we're going to start seeing soon some of those recruiters finding uh, a good match for themselves and uh, and climbing on board. But even if they don't, we're providing um, ideas and links uh, and other kinds of things that allow them to to see where other opportunities are. So I think that's kind of cool. I would agree. I think um, the biggest and the best, I've, I've said this in thousands of talks and articles over the years, being the biggest and the best is fine. Um, having multiple profiles and all that multiple jobs and all this other business is great. What That's not the experience that we're offering. We're offering um, a curated selection of jobs from a curated selection of companies who have agreed to this particular, like you said, code of conduct and making sure that they're going to treat these people the way that we believe as a consortium um, should be treated. That's not to say that there is not a place for those very large sort of clearing houses of jobs. We want and, those, right? We, we, we should know where they are and we should be able to help some of those recruiters get to them. And one of the things that I would like to do that we haven't done yet, but I would hope that over the next couple of weeks we're, we're able to do that is provide more of an opportunity for the recruiters recruiters who are candidates to talk to each other about the success that they're having either on our site or elsewhere. Uh, Because that kind of crowdsourcing, I think, and that openness, the transparency around that can be helpful to others uh, so that they could use some of those larger sites, but know a little bit more about how other people are making the best use of it. And I think when, when folks who care about helping each other uh, share around those kinds of things. I think you you get more of a community effect from that, and so maybe we can we can figure out some new things to do. It's an interesting thing, especially when we're making so much money on this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just received my first check in the mail. Um, no, I, I I think that you know you talk about having more jobs on there. I, I prefer there to be less, but for the reason that you just um, mentioned, right? That Fewer people are being furloughed or laid off. Fewer people are looking for work. Fewer employers are, uh, or more employers are bringing these people into their organizations and putting them back to work. Um, There's a line that we use in a lot of our marketing communications materials that's like, you know, when we get back to work, that's when a a bunch of other people get back to work because recruiters are uh, a key component of ensuring that people get the jobs um, and the careers and the roles that they love. I would I would much prefer to see that number go down, um, whether it's through our own site or from a resource that people have gotten to from our site or um, from any one of the amazing initiatives that our community has like lickety split responded to this crisis. And that's um, what I like is, yeah. is and I because I joked before when I said <laughs> how much money we're making. This mm-hmm. is the, this is an opportunity for all of us to pay it forward. So we are working because we, we care about you know what we do, um, but we're mostly working on things that um, that add add value where we can. And we see, and part of it is because we're inspired by so many other people who are teeing up and standing up uh, interesting ideas. All of which I think uh, add some value to our space and to the people in it. So. 
kind of a fun time from that perspective, despite all of the craziness, the tragedies, the the other kinds of things that are going on in the world. And it keeps us kind of focused around stuff. Well, we have to find our way, right? We just do. Yeah. There's not really another path. What we have you, to figure out a way through this. <laughs> how are you thinking about uh, the future at all at this point? Are you, you know, thinking through what 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 it looks like a little bit for you on the other side? I am. I think um, we had for a long time, I have two partners in Red Branch Media, Eric Fouch and Jeremy Hogan, and we had for a long time been wondering, should we go remote? Um, we were working, you know, two out of five days from home. It was an option that we offered all of our people. But this kind of just pushed us right out of the nest. <laughs> because for those who don't know, we're based in Omaha, Nebraska. So we weren't exactly sure. It's it's a bit of a transient area, right? It's right in the middle of the country. Uh, people move in and they move back. And so we wanted to get a sense of whether or not that was right for our company. Now we know that right or not, it's happening. Um, so that was helpful. I think we will transition to a fully remote company, um, which many others, Mary Ellen Slater and Susan uh, Lamott have both uh, from the, from the get-go had um, fully remote companies. So it's certainly something that can be done, but something that I was a little hesitant about. In terms of our client base, uh, it's taken a while for it to hit us, right? Because it hit consumers first, retail, hospitality, et cetera. Then it hit the businesses that were selling to those. Like, for example, Toast, which is headquartered here um, that sold to restaurants, they were hit. And then the outsource vendors that cater to those companies, which is Red Branch and its ilk, um, were hit. So we were now seeing and settling out to see, okay, this is this feels comfortable, but we're we're just completely on our toes. It's not about figuring out how many hours we owe or what the deliverables are. We're just trying to help our clients and they're just trying to help their clients. And so I think we'll become more service oriented. We'll become closer to many of our clients. It will be more of a relationship. It already was. We're a very you know touchy feely company in general, but um, it will be a lot more like, okay, we got through this together. We're sort of bonded now, like Keanu Reeves and Sundar Bullock and speed, right? Like, <laughs> um, and aside from that, I think that the employer branding piece is going to change vastly. Um, many of our clients work in distance learning and distance performance management and, you know, mobile applicant tracking. All of these things are have become in demand, right? Because there is no option except distance. We have so to figure out how, how to rebalance that mm-hmm. digital side of what we do. Um, it's it's always been there in the sense that we've always piloted a variety of different things. It's not like most of us have have seen Zoom before, but I don't think any of us have seen Zoom to the level that we've seen it in the last few weeks. And as well as all the other digital approaches to how we run our business and how we you know demonstrate. I mean, it, we would think nothing in the past of getting on a plane and going someplace. Yeah, we did. And did think about <laughs> I miss it too, but just think about how many times we did get on a plane during the course of spring or fall or summer. And and now there's a whole different um conversation going on behind the scenes, I think in large companies and small companies, um, about what is the balance of face-to-face, uh assuming we can get to that level again. Mm-hmm. Um, but what what should that balance be between that and some of the digital services that we we could be providing 
And so that's going to be fascinating. I can't tell if we're going to go the way of the Roaring Twenties in in <laughs> last century when they recovered from something very similar to this. It was almost a, a you know a pendulum swing the other way. There was more touching, more parties, more gatherings, more um, splurging, just in general excess. Or because we know what we know now, and we have a much deeper understanding. The layperson has a deeper understanding of like just gen general scientific principles, if we're going to say, you know what, um, maybe airports are necessary, but maybe conferences as we knew them, and both you and I went to many, many conferences, are no longer something we can do. I mean, you think of how many hands you've shaken and how many hugs you've given, and you're like, how do we get back there from this? It's going to be really interesting. I don't think we get back to 35, 40 different conferences that we feel we need to go to as part of our business and relationship management. Mm -hmm. But I do think that there will be a number of key conferences that will survive um, and perhaps improve in terms of how we engage each other at those conferences. So I think there may be a difference there. I don't know what that is, to be honest with you. In fact, I'm kind of excited by what that could be. Yeah. Um, same with, you know, uh, we, we used to have a meeting every month and we changed from that to doing everything virtually now. So, mm -hmm. so there's an awful lot of that as a shift. And eventually I suspect there'll be, we'll go back to some face-to-face -face meetings but probably not as many as we had before and will Im increase and improve how we communicate and curate co and create and curate content uh, virtually um, that might enhance whatever we do. So I don't know what the answers are. I just know that the exploration is probably across the board, not just for us personally, mm -hmm. but also in how we help our clients and, and members in my case, uh, think through some of that because they're going to have to deal with those same issues as well. They're the ones who consume the content very often in relation to those kinds of things. So yeah, that's, I think it's going to be an interesting world for sure. Well, it's very interesting. We have, I had this young woman and it was just a routine check-in that we had today. And she said, you know, as you know, I used to hate work from home days because she's an extrovert and she wanted to talk to people and be in the hustle and bustle of, um, the office. And she's like, but now we have more face-to-face -face conversations than we ever did before because we have check-ins every morning and check-ins at the end of the day and weekly check-ins and, you know, just all of these things. And they all have to be on video so that we know everyone's engaged. And while that can be tiresome, and uh, we've read about Zoom fatigue already, I think that it really, it's more meaningful than, it, than walking past her desk and saying, good morning, right? It, instead of having like this sort of, hey, how are you doing? How is this feeling for you? And so our, our most extroverted employees are actually feeling like this is a benefit to them. So when you say more meaningful connection at conferences, I, I can see what you mean. I can't tell you how many times I've said, let's hook up at thus and such a conference. And we see each other for five seconds, give each other a hug, maybe grab a drink, but we don't have as much meaningful conversation as we could have right. if there was dedicated time like you and I are having now. Right. I think, I, I do think this pivot from a network to a more, to the size of your network, to the quality of the relationship mm -hmm. is kind of the way I'm looking at the shift. 
and and that means not just for us, you know, those of us in the in the space uh, who are supportive of each other, but also I think how we engage our clients uh, and and appreciating more those clients where we can have a true partnership that's much more of a commitment to the success of one another. Um, and so I think I think we're going to see a lot more of that. I do think that it's also possible that a number of the employers out there who are involved in recruiting will see um, recruiting more as a collective potential uh, to help each other as well, as opposed to a competitive nature. And I don't know how that's going to show itself yet. And, and a lot of people will probably poo-poo that if they hear me talking about that stuff. But, um, <laughs> well, you but never I'm, know it's around the corner. I'm convinced it's possible. When you see how some of the folks who were involved in the development of recruiters, recruiting recruiters, um, were really employers who were engaging each other to help one another. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, one was doing surge hiring, another was doing furloughing. But, but each of those... You know, some of them who are doing some of those kinds of things are uh, in other worlds were very competitive with one another and now are engaging to try to help each other um, from a from a from that perspective. So I their employees or candidates, which is something that I don't think 10 years ago, if this had hit, you'd have seen. I really don't. Um, So we're lucky. I don't think we did. I don't we never used the word furlough way back when, you know, maybe a couple people did, but like, yeah, in Europe, maybe. That's a that's like a new word. And and while it doesn't have a clear definition, I do think it implicitly it sends a message to employees that we do want you back if we can all at all afford to be able to do that. And it is dealing with a, a level of uncertainty. You know, this this is a, a kind of a short conversation, but it's it's really our effort to say there's a there's a group of people who came together from a consortium point of view and we want people to be able to get to know them a little bit better and so this is one way that we can do that is is have a few of these conversations so i appreciate the time i appreciate your willingness to engage with a whole crew cuz some of some of them were at the start you came just after the start of that but you jumped in and I remember the first meeting that you were in, it wasn't 10 minutes before you kind of figured out what the lay of the land was and were starting to ask some very interesting and difficult questions. And I, I love that. I think it's, I think it was great. That's when I'm sitting there going, oh, now I get how she handles herself with this, this crew. Uh, <laughs> she can ask some pretty awkward questions in a nice kind of way. It's fascinating. Ah. I love well, it. you know, you're from a big family, internal yes. diplomat, always on, always on somewhere there. Fam- but I, yeah, I, I to be asked to do this and to be part of the initial thing. So thank you. I appreciate that's it. A, that's a very interesting point, though, about family. I do come from a family that that could get to a point where they're very intense, yelling, almost yelling at each other in terms of a debate, but certainly a strong uh, debate of people who disagreed. But at the end of the day, they always hugged, always engaged each other. So I came from an oddball Italian family for sure. Anyhow, thank you so much for being here. And I am going to end the recording. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. All right. You take care. All right. Cheers.
Have a great weekend. Same to you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to the CXR channel. Please subscribe to CXR on your favorite podcast resource and leave us a review while you're at it. Learn more about CXR at our website, cxr.works, facebook.com and twitter.com slash career crossroads and on Instagram at career X roads. We'll catch you next time. Thank you.